Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. This is Dan. I'm here with Big Cass. Big Cass, uh, it's official, man. Number six, Kyle Cord. He is officially a member of the Syracuse Orange. Um, quick thoughts on that. No pressure for the kid. I mean, he's going to be the guy. He doesn't have to compete for a job. Um, just my question is, he don't have them. Re- he don't have the receivers to be thrown to, but he better toughen up because Fran Brown's a tough guy. So we'll we'll, we'll see how he does. Um, definitely, hopefully, he does well. You know, even though you know we've all been critical of him at times, and we had, and we've also backed him up at times. But you know, his days are done at at Ohio State. And you wish I wish nothing but the best for him. Hopefully, he can succeed and you know get better. That's so plain and simple. So quickly so running quick. down running down Syracuse's schedule. Um, Cass, how many wins you do you see for this Syracuse team with Kyle McCord? They play these following teams. They play the Ohio Bobcats, and this is in no particular order: the Army Black Knights, Holy Cross Crusaders. UConn Huskies, Boston College, uh, University of California Golden Bears, NC State, Pitt, Georgia Tech, Miami, Stanford, Virginia Tech. I'd say seven and five, eight and four at best. Yeah, I, I would say. I would. I also. I think eight and four is very doable for them. Believe it or not. Um. So. Yeah. It's funny though, because Kyle McCord he goes in there and he, he's not he you know Syracuse says believe it or not has had a lot of good quarterbacks in, in their history from Donovan Donovan McNabb, Eric Dungey, and then then Mister Cutlets himself, Tommy DeVito, uh, Syracuse alum. He played quarterback for there, so I'm curious how McCord will go in like fair in the Orange, but um, it, it should be interesting. Uh, it's I'm kind of glad that it's, you know, he's going to a place where if someone Ohio State won't play, um, he'll it'll have probably minimal impact on the college football landscape unless Syracuse goes like 12 and 0 with that schedule and gets like a top 12 seed and they get into like the the 12 team playoff. I, I don't think that's happening, but I mean that's the only way I see him, you know, having a real impact. I agree. It's going to be interesting to see how he does over there. Um, and I like schedule is favorable seven and five, eight and four. First year head coach, though, that's what's the interesting part. Um, but the first year head coach is going to have a brand new, is going to have a veteran quarterback. So we'll see how Syracuse does. Um, my question is, and I know we all call him Honda McCord. Are Honda Accords good in the wintertime in Syracuse? That's just well, the question. There's a dome. There's a, they got the carrier dome, so it doesn't even matter. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, good luck to the kid and hope for the best. So, Hoping for the best. But moving on, Cass, um, Ohio State, you know, um, everyone's been kind of waiting on some stuff from the transfer portal and some recruiting news. Um, 
I'm going to lead off here. Ohio State loses four-star running back commit Jordan Lyle. He has flipped from Ohio State back to Miami. Now, he is a South Florida kid. He was kind of rumored to Miami at one point. It looks like this comes down to an NIL type of thing. Um, I mean, does that concern you for Ohio State at all? No. No. I think the, I think it just also shows that Travion Henderson will probably most likely come back. And we still got some pretty good running backs in this class. I'm not concerned. I know there's a lot of Buckeye fans very concerned. I'm not really concerned at all. Um, I think I think they're gonna wait and play it out, see what happens with the uh with the um bowl games. Um, um and and see where it goes. I, I I'm under the impression Ohio State's gonna run it back. I really do. They still have the number one two re- they still have the number two recruiting class in the country. They have the most five stars. Um, they'll have the number one quarterback. They have the number one wide player in the country in um, Jeremiah Smith. So I'm not For really – huh? For now. Oh, he's staying. I just, he's I just I'm just playing devil's advocate. Um, college oh, no. football report, the college football report Twitter account, their big Twitter account. They posted this graphic today. Only four schools have three or more five-star commits in the 2024 class. It's Bama, Georgia, Texas, and the Ohio State. So Ohio State's still looking pretty fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I like their class this year. I know a lot of people are – I mean, going back to running backs uh, with this class – so we got Sam Williams Dixon in this class. Um, he's a three-star um, running back out of Ohio. He didn't play much because towards the end of the season, um, he became ineligible. But we also have the number four record, number four running back in the class, James Peoples from Texas, 5'10", 192. So we're still getting two guys in this class. This this class with Lyle, the Lyle kid, we had three running backs. So, which is pretty insane. Yeah. (laughs) So, but we got Jeremiah McCollin, Aaron Nolan, Aaron Scott, Edric Houston. I know a lot of Edric. People are freaking out about Edric Houston. The dude took his his free visits. It's like he's still really locked in, according to the Buckeye recruiting guys, but Bill Curlick and stuff, he's still really locked into Ohio State. So, I'm not really worried about that. I mean, uh, got my- I, if you're a college kid and you literally like, like if you're a high school kid and you like you've never been to some of these places, why wouldn't you take a free visit? Like, why not? Yeah. That's awesome. You're going to you're going to go there. They're going to treat you like a king. You're going to get right. all this swag. You're going to they're probably going to tell you a time. It's you're gonna, like, why wouldn't you go out like they're giving you a free steak dinner? Basically, why wouldn't you take it? Right, and then, then everybody's freaking out because we didn't go out and get the Indiana kid out at the transfer, Carter Smith. But look at this, Dan. Look at look at this. We have Ian Moore, offensive ta- offensive tackle. I mean, or interior lineman. I'm sorry, from Indiana, four star. Um, Gabe Finsinkel, um, six five two eighty three, three star uh, offensive lineman. 
the Armstrong twins, Devontae and Deontay Armstrong, three stars, which I'm surprised they're not four stars. So it's I don't un like I don't understand. Like people are like, we need depth at offensive line. Okay. Everybody on the offensive line is rumored to come back, but Matthew Jones, and that's gonna open up a spot for Montgomery and some of these other guys. So I'm not like I don't understand where this where all everybody thinks that we have to get everybody out of the portal or everybody thinks that we got to get this guy. We got to get this. I know it's frustrating. We're losing guys and stuff, but we had tw- at one point we had 26 guys in this class. Yes. We lost three or four flips, but we're also right now, even with the guys who just left out and entered the portal, we're still four over the, the, uh, Four scholarships over the recruitment. Like, chill out, people. Like, yeah, by springtime, there's two more. There's two or three. There's two more transfer portal openings. What more do you want? Like, they're going to wait and see what Devin Brown and these guys do against Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. And then they'll probably open up the transfer portal and stuff like that. I think we need to stop. And I think, think, you know, a lot of people are freaking out because – Ohio State hasn't made a lot of moves yet. But one, you know, I think Ryan Day's really embracing the competition aspect right now of of having this, these bowl practices for, you know, it's the Cotton Bowl. It's not meaningless, but it's it, it's a real chance to let the guys compete and let, you know, those who earn it go out there, go out there and play. Um like Jack Sawyer said last week, last week, it's bullshit. That this ain't meaningless. These guys want to go out and win this Cotton Bowl, and just like I, I told people today, there's no more. There's no person that wants to beat Michigan more than Ryan Day right now. Other than Nick Saban, other than Nick Saban. Well, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, great point. Um, additionally, though, I want to point out, like Ohio State. You know, they might not be going and grabbing these guys out of the portal and stuff. Like, I am bummed, you know, Ohio State didn't make a run for Daquan Finn. He's going to Baylor. Cam Ward, everyone's still waiting on. People are saying the rumors, oh, Caleb Williams is going to get this massive NIL package from Ohio State. That would be something, but that zero chance that's happening. Um, It's just, the thing we need to realize, though, is, like, Ohio State is over the limit on scholarships right now. Like, going yep. in spring, like, guys are going to have to hit the portal still. Which is like, so you really can't bring in guys when you don't have room. There's going to have to be some shuffling still. Um, One guy, though, who I do want Ohio State to bring in, on another note, um, and and he's not actually in the portal. He just someone who I want them to offer. Cass, I don't know if you've seen the picture. Um, In Texas high school football, DeSoto High School, um, they have a 6'8", 380-pound tackle, um, <laughs> Byron Washington. And star stars don't mean anything because um, I believe, like, literally un- until this morning, he had no stars. Now he's a three-star. Um, and he was absolutely manhandling this dude in the picture. Now, it was a hold. It was a little bit of a hold. But the guy <laughs> who he was manhandling was, like, 6'4", 220-pound, like, defense alignment like pretty big guy for high school made him look like a child so um let let's let's go get that guy yeah i mean we'll see 
We'll see. Oh, I say. I mean, it is what it is. We're being patient. We're getting ready for Missouri. The guys are getting ready to go to Texas. You know, Caden Davis showed up on his TikTok, uh, TikTok the the uh, the uh, Cotton Bowl travel gear, which is slick, man. I ain't gonna lie. Did I? I think I sent that to you. Yeah, They're pretty pretty slick. They got the black Air Force Ones. I like that. The sweats. They're all right. I'm not a fan of the material. Um, and there was no I like the jack. I like the hoodie jacket that they got though. The hoodie, the hoodie jacket was absolutely the best part. Um, I like the Air Force ones. I, I like the white ones personally. I'm a white Air Force one guy, but I know I know other people like the black ones. So it's you know to each their own. Yeah. On the hardwood that that is, um, unfortunately for the Lady Buckeyes, they dropped to UCLA tonight. They lost by six. J.C. Sheldon had 33 points. Um, they fought hard. They were they were down 23 points at one point. Finished finished the game on a um, finished the game on a, a 28 to eight run. 28 to eight run. Um, still just couldn't climb back into it. But that's okay. Losing games in December against good teams like that, you'll take it. I'll take it. Um, especially for the Lady Buckeyes, that'll help them. And it helps them prepare for like the Iowa's and the Indiana. So um, I think they had a great show out for the women's team. You know, this program is trending in the right direction. I like their pieces and <laughs> I think, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, no, I mean, I think they'll be all right. I mean, they are now nine and two on the year. Um, and that's, I mean, that's a loss to literally the second ranked team in the country. Um, yeah. And they, they did beat, you know, they beat in Tennessee They've beaten um, like Oklahoma State. Their only other loss is to U uh, USC, who is um, the number six team. So like they're they're, they're fighting. They're in these big games. Um, it, it's just you want to see them kind of get over the. I think um, get one of these big wins, like get over the hump. Um, I would like to see that, but you know they're doing a really good job of keeping the pressure on. That's one thing about this team I've noticed. Um, they're very very good at applying pressure. Um, and I just lost Cass. All right, we got Cass back. But like I was saying, Ohio State Cass, uh, women's basketball, they're really good at applying pressure. Mm -hmm. I like they're really good at pressing. So I, that, that's one thing I really love about this team. And then obviously they have some scores. Like they have Sheldon, um, Cody McMahon. So it's uh, I think they'll be pretty good when it comes to March. Well, yeah, and Cody McMahon, you know, she struggled tonight. She only had seven points, and that theory had 20, but Cody McMahon can't be two of 14 and expect this team to go far um, in the tournament. And I think they're going to be just fine. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of another team that's just fine, the men's team, nine and two. Um, I, I, I'm going to give myself credit for this, Cass. Before the game, I was texting my buddy. And he goes, what do you think of this game? And um, I texted him. I said, we know, we like, refer to the Holtman calendar. This is a game we're going to win exactly by seven. I literally <laughs> called it. I, I, I will show you. I can timestamp it. I called it. I said, we're going to win by seven. We won by seven um, in a game where about three people showed up to in Atlanta for the CBS Sports Classic. Oh. 
But by halftime, it was all North Carolina and Kentucky fans. That's what was funny. I know. And it's, I mean, I feel bad because apparently there was people in down there that like Buckeye fans that would have went and they apparently had no idea that it was even in Atlanta. They didn't promote it very much. They really did. I didn't even know it was in Atlanta. I, I thought it was going to be like in Vegas or somewhere, to be honest. And that's what I said. Like, if it was in New York, L.A., or Vegas, the casuals would have went. Like, Atlanta, it's just not great. I just don't think Atlanta's a fantastic college hoops destination. No. I mean, if like I said, if it was Atlanta, like Atlanta Las Vegas, or New York, the casual basketball fan would have went to that game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, like, and stuff. But, I mean, I thought they played pretty well. I mean... I didn't really watch the game because Jake Browning and the Bengals were getting it done against the Vikings in overtime, but that's okay. You know, that's okay. Oh, uh, it was literally a Big Ten basketball game. It really was, yeah. man. It was. I mean, I know UCLA's joined the Big Ten. <laughs> UCLA shot. What they shot one for nine from three, but Ohio State states Ohio State said, "Oh no, hold my beer. We're gonna shoot one for fifteen, and yet we still won by seven. Um. I really like this team. I know we don't have a sharpshooter. That's the one flaw, I think. We don't. But when have we ever had a sharpshooter, it feels like? Hey, I mean, Battle hit that clutch three because I watched the very tail end of it. Yeah. And uh, Battle hit that clutch three. I mean, Roddy Gale had 19 points. Bruce Thornton, you know, struggled 4, 15, 13, you know, points. But like I said, just like Cody McMahon, those two are the – the scores, those two, if they have off nights, you're, you better have your role players, you know, play well. And Ohio State's men's, they did battle, you know, 14 and Roddy Gale had 19. So I just I wish there was more. I just wish we had more out of our bench. I, uh, yeah, I think that'll come though. I think, I think what Holtman's trying to do, I think in years past, he's really like tried to push the freshmen early. Kind of feels like this year he's slowly easing them in so they don't hit that wall. Because I feel like in years past, the freshmen, they would have played a lot more. By well, last year they had to play. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. This year we kind of have the luxury of easing them in. Um, I think we'll get like a – like. I remember the one year we had the Justin Orange game against like Iowa when he was like a freshman? No. I, I you don't remember. You don't remember that? I remember that. Okay. I was about to – who could forget the Justin Orange game? Um, it, well, that was the best day of his career. Um, I th- I think we'll get a game like that from like Dale Bonner, Scotty Middleton, or Devin Royal. Um, I hope Devin Royal starts getting it going. He will. He will. Um, personally, personally, because I covered the kid in high school. He will. It's he's not getting. I mean, he only played six minutes. It's really hard to get into rhythm. He. I mean, he yeah. he had a rebound and a block. He was okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just about getting his feet wet, but I really like the way the team's constructed with Thornton and Gale being your one, two combo and in battle, he's kind of like your crafty vet, um, you know, can be play, can play in the post, can kind of go out and stretch. And then Akpara, you know, he's just a freak out there. He's terrifying. Uh, you cannot like, you cannot like drive the lane on him. And like Zed, I like Zed coming off the bench as like, kind of like a six man, rotational guy i think that's a good i think it's a good you know it's a good roster um and it's you know we're, we're right we're right at the holtman calendar though we're nine and two we played new orleans in a couple days um 
you know, we should win. We should be 10 and two. And that's when it's going to get interesting because then we could play West Virginia um, in Ohio, in Cleveland. Uh, at, you know, the Rock. And that's the last. I remember a couple years ago we played West, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And that's what start, first started it. Oh, God. Oof. Oof. I'm not ready. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Yeah, it's just something interesting. Um, so I mean, I, I'm excited. I'm happy. This team has a couple good wins. You know, Alabama, UCLA, um, some quality wins. Um, but I like I, I'm I'm not getting too excited yet because I've like I've seen this before. Yep. Especially when we lost to Penn State at Penn State this year already. The way we lost, too. I was like, yep. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. So. But I think, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> I've been sick as a dog. I'm still sick, even though from last week. Um, but yeah, like if this was 2020, I would not be playing in the big, uh, the, <laughs> they'd be like, where's Dan? Where's Tommy Togiai? Where's Dan? I don't know if I'd be testing uh, negative for the championship game. Um, But uh, like I was saying, um, I do think it was a good thing, though. This team kind of played at Penn State already. Mm -hmm. Got that out of the way. Because now when Penn State – Penn State's going to, I believe, have to come to Columbus. At least when they come in the winter, it's going to be at home. I feel like it's so much more daunting when we have to go there in, like, January, February. Like, for some reason, that's a game we always lose. Mm. It's annoying. Mm. It's definitely annoying. I'm actually getting ready to look up Ohio State's basketball schedule now. <laughs> um, uh, hold on, I got it right in front of me. All right, they have their losses are to Texas A&M and Penn State. They beat Alabama. They've got a solid Big Ten win against Minnesota. Um and then solid win against UCLA. They got Saturday. They've got actually no. They got New Orleans third Friday, I believe. And then on the thirtieth, they have West Virginia, and then whew, Rutgers at Indiana versus Wisconsin at Michigan, and then January twentieth, Penn State, and then to finish January, they have a tough. <laughs> At road, on the road at Nebraska, and on the road at Northwestern, and then the game and the fans that I'm not allowed to go see the Buckeyes play Illinois. So, and then they go to Iowa. January. Yeah, then Iowa, Indiana, Maryland, Wisconsin, Purdue, Minnesota, really? Michigan State, uh, Nebraska. That team up north at home, and then Rutgers. To end the season, it regular. really isn't that brutal of a of a uh, Big Ten schedule. Very winnable games, but there's that wall. That wall is in there. The it's wall. There. I think the wall is when it, we play Illinois, Iowa, Indiana. Maryland, Wisconsin, Purdue. That five game stretch is kind of brutal. And that starts, that literally starts last day of January. Well, January 30th. And it goes all the way till 
February 18th. Um, I think, I think, um, like the Penn State, Nebraska, Northwestern stretch, we should win. All, we should probably win all three of those. I I do think like like those are the ones we got. That's where we got to kind of stack the wins. We got we got at least ten, and then get to thirteen and whatever, and then kind of just you claw and fight for as many more wins as you can. Yep, exactly. That's that's exactly. how you get into the tournament, and then you just hope you're playing the best ball um, you possibly can be at. You know, once it gets to tournament time. Yeah. So, well, next week, Cotton Bowl special episode. Nothing but the Cotton Bowl. And then we'll briefly talk about, you know, the Buckeyes against West Virginia. Um, But I'm excited to talk about the Cotton Bowl because we'll get more clarity. I think we'll get more clarity by the end of the week on who's playing. Um and pretty sure everybody's gonna play. I'm I'm pretty sure if we haven't heard by now, you know what I mean. Um, still optimist. I'm still on the fence about JTT and Marvin Harrison, but other than that, I think everybody else is gonna play, and we get to break this game down. I can't wait. It would be very frustrating, though. I will say, just from like a fan's perspective, if we've gotten this long, gone this long, and then like they opt out at like the last second, I like that. It's just the the tease itself is just would be frustrating. Not not the right. decision. I get the decision. It just you know, just let us know. Like like rip the bandaid off and just tell us. Don't don't make it a long drawn out process. Yep. And you know, I don't really have anything else. I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas, and then we'll be back at it probably next Tuesday or when probably next Tuesday to get since the game is on Saturday. We'll push it. It'll push us a day early early to drop the episode so yeah. yeah i mean the only the only other thing i got is and i'll make it a quick point get justin fields off the bears please get him off the bears Save or him. or give him some help like the, the, if, like the nerds look at the stat sheet like oh he had two interceptions they were hail marys they were literally but he also it one but was he a also drop. had and one was a and one was a drop touch one one interception wasn't even an interception it was a drop and the other one it was literally a dropped game winning touchdown and he he had another beautiful like seventy five yard touchdown dropped. Yep. Get the man some help. I just I, I see that guy playing his heart out. He's leading. He's doing everything he can, and that franchise is just so inept. They're so dysfunctional. Get him off the Bears. Please. Get him home. Get him home to Atlanta. Atlanta to Denver. Um, no Pittsburgh because I don't want. I want him out of the AFC North. I, I, I'll even say I think Seattle. Like if they don't want Geno or like Drew Locke, I think Seattle would be a fantastic fit with him. Pete Carroll's a great quarterback. Like he makes any quarterback good. Um, Las Las Vegas. Um, New England, like not the Jets. The Jets will ruin him. They don't have a line. It's the same situation. Um, just literally anywhere but the Bears, please. In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah. That's all That's I got. So as always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of 
another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. Have a merry, merry Christmas. Um, and we'll be back for a cotton bowl, cotton bowl preview. I can't even speak today. Cotton bowl special. Cotton bowl special. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.